0: Leadership is the art of giving people a platform for spreading ideas that work. Welcome to DC Local Leaders, the podcast where we talk to C-suite leaders within the DC area. Our guests share their pathways to success and the important moments that impacted their careers. Lean in as we get the inside scoop on how they are shaping their industries, how they lead, manage, and connect with others. From the sectors of aerospace, defense, tech, IT, and more, this is Local Leaders. Your host has been making meaningful connections with industry leaders for over 15 years. Here's Philip Nathrum.
1: All right,
2: welcome. Welcome back to the DC Local Leaders podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to check in with us today we've got another installment of our Talk Tech series that we're doing in partnership with Northern Virginia Technology Council. We mentioned before that D.C. Local Leaders has partnered with NVTC, and this is actually a video series. So it's available on our YouTube on Northern Virginia Technology Council's website. That's nvtc.org. You can see the full clips, full videos there. We've got some outtakes. We had a lot of fun. And this week we're chatting with the... Virginia Tech Innovation Campus. We had a great conversation with them, too, uh, Dr. Danette Bean and uh, Dr. Robin Jones. Really excited to bring that to you. Thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in and liking as well. We've got a lot of exciting things happening here. We've recently chatted with a few people of different ways to bring you just more content, more experience, and more mentorship. That's really what we're after here. We are purposely trying to find those impactful moments, the routines, the mindset-shifting activities that the entrepreneurs and the leadership of technology firms in this area, what are they doing? What can people who are aspiring to be a leader learn from them? I really hope that everyone continues to give us feedback. Thank you for all the emails and the likes. We really appreciate that. We need that in order to bring you better content. So. I don't want to talk too much. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, please remember to follow, like, subscribe. Check us out on Notecast. I've mentioned this before. Notecast is a veteran-owned technology company, and what they've done is created an app called Notecast, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a podcast listening app where you can take notes right from the, the app. You can tap the word that says transcribe, and it transcribes whatever you're listening at that moment, either in text or audio, and you can get it in both forms. So check that out. Um, I just I've met these people. They're just a great group of veterans, uh, former Special Forces folks that have started this company. They're out of North Carolina and we had a chance to meet and I just really want to see them do well. So I want to share what they have uh, with everyone listening. So let's get into the episode. Thank you both for being here uh, We really appreciate being able to do this episode with you we're gonna have a lot of fun, and I think uh, everyone tuning in and listening is going to learn a lot from you guys. Well, so I guess the first thing um, you know most people have heard about it and we've talked about it a lot over the last couple of years and it's been in the news, but what is the Virginia tech innovation campus.
1: So I'll go and answer that question for you Philip. So Virginia Tech is partnering with the Commonwealth of Virginia and we are creating this bold new vision for graduate education in the areas of computer science and computer engineering. And our new Alexandria building won't be open until 2024 but we're not waiting to have an impact we are going full steam ahead. So we've had our first class of students come in this past fall. And right now, classes are mostly virtual because of the pandemic, but we'll be back in person. Um, We have multiple modalities of way of offering our programs. So right now, they're based out of our Falls Church campus. And again, that new building that's behind you and behind me and behind Robin will open its doors in the fall of 2024. So the Innovation Campus is going to be a space where we can have a buzzing um, community of scholars and innovators, industry partners, uh, corporate as well as government agencies in the space with really, really forward-thinking students and doing some innovative project-based curriculum and project-based learning projects. So it's a great collaborative space.
2: Yeah, and it sounds like from what you were saying, Virginia Tech has already had campuses in the Northern Virginia area. Is that correct? Or when did you guys start doing that?
3: Yeah, actually, Phil, um, Virginia Tech has been in in the business of graduate education in, in the Northern Virginia community for over 50 years now. Um, we Our primary campuses for our, our graduate education is, we've got a, a campus in Falls Church, we have a, a campus and a research facility in Arlington, and obviously uh, we, have, we have existing uh, property in Alexandria, but we're, you know, this is where the innovation campus is going, so we're we'll building there. Um, we also are sort of outside the Beltway in, in Leesburg for the um, Equine Center and the Occoquan um, Watershed Monitoring Lab in
2: uh, Manassas. Wow. So you guys are everywhere.
3: We are. We are. And, you know, actually, as a I'd also like to notice, you know, as, as the Commonwealth's land grant institution, we actually have resources in every county in this in the state. And so we're really sort of contributing to, you know, ma- making sure that we're providing resources to every corner and every part of the state.
2: Yeah. Well, so. With the two of you, did you always have a passion for education or how did you get involved with Virginia Tech and what's going on here with the Innovation Campus? And it sounds like multiple campuses all over the Northern Virginia area.
1: You wanna go first, Robin? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, I'll go. So uh, I've always enjoyed education. I've been in Virginia um, for both my undergraduate and graduate education. I'm a two-time Virginia Tech Hokie alum. So have an affinity for this place, but also a long-standing employee of 15 years. So I, my energy comes from the students, and so I have always found myself to be an educator. I, I, I would say I'm an innovator, but I'm definitely not a techie, um, but I enjoy the, the field. I feel very connected to it, and of, of course, Virginia Tech is the nice marriage of all of those things. So I've been here for a while because it keeps the energy and the innovation going.
2: What about you, Robin?
1: Sure. Yeah, I've been at uh, Virginia
3: Tech for five or six years now. And, you know, I've always sort of had a home in student services, student affairs, the student life aspect. And that really started for me uh, as an undergrad. Um, I was super heavily involved. I was that sort of quintessential. And if there was a job or if there was a position to be had, I was trying to find my way in. And what I realized about that experience is that there are so many people working towards making um, the learning environment conducive to the things that you want to accomplish, that students, that faculty, that you know, that the community needs to accomplish. And I I just realized that we could have an effect on doing that. And so once I, you know, started looking around, I said, oh my gosh, this can be a job. Like this is so fun. I started thinking like, how do I not go to class so I can go to meetings? And and so that's when I really knew that, you know, higher education was something that I really wanted to be involved with. And you know, coming to Virginia Tech a few years ago um, was really sort of It was kind of a a shift for us. My my husband was active duty military. And so we, we spent that time together. And after he retired, we were looking to come back to this area. And so Virginia Tech, for obvious reasons, maybe obvious to me, maybe not obvious to people listening, but because of the military connection, was really attractive to us as a family. It just almost in a way felt like home. I mean, Hokies say that a lot, like this is home. And coming here and having that experience really held true for us.
2: Yeah. So one thing I didn't ask you, are you both in Blacksburg or are you both up here in Northern Virginia?
3: Well, I started in Blacksburg and I have just moved up to the um, Innovation Campus HQ in Alexandria. So I've started, I've been working on the Innovation Campus Initiative for um, almost two years now, basically since the beginning of the project, and but recently have joined the staff up there. So started my time in Blacksburg, so I know this campus well um, from that direction. And so hopefully can bring some of that um, sort of pokey Nation with me.
1: And I'm here in Blacksburg and the majority of my work is gonna start here. We're um, really looking to have close ties with the graduate school here and some of the undergraduate students so they can begin to um, imagine what it's like to be in that uh, innovation campus. So I am physically located in Blacksburg for the moment and at some point maybe transition up into your area. Yeah. You know what's great actually about this, Phil? It doesn't really matter
3: where anyone is. The energy is back and forth, but then also, you know, it is like, it's one of the biggest things Virginia Tech has going right now, right? And so there's so much university effort and so much infrastructure around this initiative that you can be in Blacksburg, you can be in Falls Church, you can be in Alexandria, and we're all sort of moving in the same direction. So it's pretty neat to see that happen.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of collaboration. I can just hear the passion for what you're doing. Uh, from the two of you, and we've had the, the benefit of having some other conversations. Um, you know, and, and one thing that a lot of us, especially in, in the technology industry or in for Northern Virginia Technology Council, for sure, we can look at this area, specifically Northern Virginia, and just see how much it's shifted and changed over the last 20 years or so from the onset of when, you know, the, the internet really became popular, I'd say within like the late 90s. Mm-hmm early 2000s and that was right around the time where a lot of our member companies and and people they really started to headquarter here and it's just become this exploding tech hub tech area and and now we have virginia tech putting their innovation campus which makes perfect sense to be in northern virginia in addition to the other things you have but you know it's a big school it's got a lot of majors a lot of things going on has it always been a technology focused company or would you say within the last couple of years has that changed Uh, Sorry, not company, but uh, college.
1: Yeah, well, you're around a lot of companies. so I can see how that's where you go. But for higher ed, you know, Virginia Tech's always been forward thinking. When we were founded 150 years ago, our two first majors were based in agricultural mechanical studies, which are very practical and kind of tech focused, right? They're about getting people to work. And... So I would say the prominence of us in technology has been there since the inception of our institution. I think that's just grown over the last 150 years and really not only grown, but it has also gathered momentum in this new age of technology. So Virginia Tech's College of Engineering, as you know, is always in the top five in the country and we don't slow down for anything. So if technology is a part of it, we are at the cutting edge of it. And so we've got over 37,000 students at Virginia Tech. We've got a graduate school and honors college. We've got a school of medicine. Um, we have a vet school. So technology is just infused in kind of everything we do, we're interdisciplinary. Um, and so when you're looking at that amount of students, that type of vision and that kind of um, you know cross Um, disciplinary work, technology is at the base of all of that. So I would say that we've been in the tech business uh, for our entire existence.
2: Yeah, I'd say so too. How many, um, but so for tech specific, you know, graduates, do you, how how many folks graduate from Virginia Tech every year with some sort of technology or computer science-based degrees?
1: Yeah, so um, it, it, it varies because we have multiple disciplines. I mean, we have tech um focus areas even in our college of liberal arts so it's hard to say that you know yeah. these folks are the tech folks mm-hmm. so um, our commitment right now is in the two areas of computer science and computer engineering so if you're looking at just those two we have bachelor's holding students we've got master's and phd and so if you add all of those up they're all again when our biggest and quickest growing majors um, for, for, for now. So it's hard to give you that exact number, Philip, because again, that cross disciplinarity is there. So we have students that are philosophers that, that have a minor in computer science. So again, they can go into multiple disciplines and, and, and fields that are technology based, uh, even though that might not be their major. So it's hard to quantify that, that number.
2: Right. I guess because technology just affects everything that we do um, in so many different Yeah, even the medical field now is becoming a technology field. um, So it's kind of hard to say. Well, what about, you know, the the innovation campus? Do you guys know what's the maximum amount of um, of enrollment when it delivers in 2024? What are you expecting as far as that influx of students being able to soak up all of that collaboration and, and enjoy that education that you guys are bringing here?
1: That's a little more specific, so I can give you some numbers there. Um, so for well, and because the innovation campus, you know, we do have really uh, finite numbers that we're looking to to hit some targets. And so we have, and Clark- yeah, we have some
3: in the in the agreement, Philip. We had some um, targets and some uh, goals that the that the state helped us set. So we,
1: we know that, we, I'm sure we can exceed it right, Danette, but we at least know where we're headed. <laughs> we know where we're headed. And so our, our commitment with the, the Commonwealth of Virginia with our Tech Talent Initiative, the investment program that the Commonwealth has made with Virginia Tech, it is a long-term game. So we have until about 2028, but our steady state will be about 750 master students graduating. Um, and so that's going to require thousands of students to feed this this tech talent. And I, I can't stress enough how much the talent is needed um, in this area for um, the industry, but also for Virginia Tech and, and really the, the vision of the innovation campus.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the big excitement about Mm -hmm. you guys being here, uh, especially from our member companies, right, that this is their workforce, you guys are going to be graduating their workforce that's going to have, it sounds like it's already having a direct impact to our economy now, and and the growth of Northern Virginia, because you're already graduating folks, and while they may not be specifically computer science or data science, they're going to be able to to help those fields and move that forward, move that along, uh, even if they're, you know, like medical field, for example, with what we just did last year. So you guys are having a huge presence here. Um, You know,
3: we're actually, Phil, we're, we're happy to, to do the heavy lift, right? Like we, we know how to get into the markets and we know how to reach students and we know how to um, sort of bring someone to potential. And so like Virginia Tech is, we're used to doing that. And over the last couple of years have really made great strides in 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 diversity, uh, meeting our diversity goals that President Sands has set for us. And so we already have a really good track record of meeting goals. And so, you know, it almost comes natural to us to start looking at what are the new markets that we can um, explore so that we can get um, diverse students that will then eventually contribute to a diverse ecosystem of technology for the companies to pull from because it really only makes everyone better. And I think that, you know, Virginia Tech takes it's our responsibility. We sort of take this, you know, that I may serve our, our, our motto of prosum. We, we, we take it to heart that that's what we do. And we're here to serve the Commonwealth. And the Commonwealth has asked us to contribute to the workforce and to contribute to the knowledge base and the growth of the, you know, and, and really making the region something special. It already is, but really elevating it. And so, you know, we're happy to serve in that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, what do you think some of those, you know, we're four years out from the delivery of the campus, but you guys are making that impact right now. But even, you know, beyond that, someone who graduates in 2028, let's say, or 2026, if they're in a graduate level program for two years at the innovation campus, what what are those short term and long term benefits on like entrepreneurship? Technology innovation that you see happening, whether it's specifically on those fields, because as you said, Danette, it's going to affect. So you have an economic effect on so many uh, fields that we're not even thinking about necessarily because they don't fit within that category,
3: or they don't exist yet. Right.
2: right. Maybe you guys <laughs> right. are inv- Exactly. What are you guys doing over there? You working on satellites?
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe. Right. We, I mean, there. I think that what 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 you're getting at here is that. Um, and what Danette's already spoken to is that you know tech is not just a silo industry and engineering is not just a silo in you know industry and that it is cross disciplinary it is across many industries it's policy it's you know solving problems in in society and and making a real impact to make sort of humanity better and so you know these cross disciplinary and diverse teams are what's going to get us there we can't have one single minded person who is only done you know one one thing in one field because you know they're not going to be sort of creative in their thinking about how we solve real problems and how we get to to the answers that we need or how we invent something new um and or something that doesn't exist to, to help us you know sort of get there as as a as a nation but also just sort of you know as a world
2: yeah, yeah well sounds like they're going to be able to innovate did I I'm sorry Jeanette. did I just cut you well,
1: off going to ask, I was just going to add that it's, you know, it's a national imperative. It's a national imperative that we invest in our talent and that we remove barriers so that we have access to the most talented students around. Um, We do believe that proximity matters and being there um, in Northern Virginia in that specific location is important because of your members. They're all around that area, right? So we wanna be within, um, you know, arms reach of all of your colleagues that are gonna be able to join us in this innovation. So you asked about the disciplinary focus of our programs and really we're doing everything that you can think of. So AI, you know, machine learning, um, quantum computing, chip design software engineering we're doing it all but what else is out there and what can companies and partners bring to us Mm -hmm. to help solve and that's what we're excited about you know we we know the research we know the disciplines but what don't we know and how are we going to solve that together and so we're excited about building this what we're calling tech ecosystem right it's it's an ecosystem that really grows and feeds on each other um, in order for us to be really um impactful in the way that we deliver um, what we do.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're going to collaborate with the industry to come up with those ideas, it sounds like, that we're not even thinking about now, that may and, not and even be.
1: Yeah, in
3: fact, up. that's part of, that's going to be part of our curriculum, once it's in place, that we're going to, we're, we're going to rely on, you know, your your members and, and folks in the industry to bring us their problems to help, you know, so we can help solve them together. We, we want, um, you know, industry mentors to be with our students. We want, them to help, you know, sort of manage that. And and it's a good way for them to get to know our students, but it's also a good way for the students and faculty to really understand what are the issues that are, that are facing technology industries and the related industries so that we can, we can get at those instead of, um, you know, we want to, we want to make sure our focus is in the right direction.
2: Yeah. And I guess for the students too, I mean, that, that helps them, what kind of benefits, it helps them to be front line and center with these companies and understanding what their challenges are because their course curriculum, as you said, is going to be in as many disciplines as it takes to be as innovative and entrepreneurial as possible. But but what kind of, are, are is the innovation campus going to help them with job placement and initiatives to get them in front of people, government organizations, companies, that sort of thing?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mentioned that, you know, certainly they're going to be working on problems and thinking about technology, but those those project-based learning groups they're going to be learning about leadership and about team dynamics and about managing time and managing and you know inspiring others to do work so they're they're also gaining a skill set that you just don't get in a traditional academic program so it sort of sets them apart and it gives them the experience to lean on when they are looking for a job later i mean we would hope that there's some organic connections that will happen right obviously if we've got partners in our building that we'll hope that there's some good organic and I think we can more than hope for it, right? It's gonna happen that, that introductions are going to be made in those. But we, you know, we already have a longstanding history of high placement rates of both our graduate and undergraduate students in the DC area. But you know our students up there will have a host of, of services that are, you know, it, it's the infrastructure of Virginia Tech to, to help our students with placement. So all of our career and professional development um, you know workshops and 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 sort of skill building and and resume help and all of that. The, you know, students will have access to that, but they're going to additionally, you know, have the, um, the the ability to connect directly with partners. The, the colleges and the, the College of Engineering and, and uh, the departments already do that for our students. They, they our faculty are so connected into the industry; they probably know many of your members, um, and 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 know what's happening. So our faculty um, will be able to help make that possible for students as well. I mean, some of the traditional things you think of career fairs, but I think we can we can do better than that. That's a very passive transactional way of doing job placement. But I think we hope to make it more, um, you know, almost, you know, you can make it more pathways with our partnerships um, that we have with, you know, that, that our companies and our agencies that will be with us that um, they're gonna wanna hire our students. So I'm, I feel like they're gonna be flying off the shelves, Danette, what do you think? <laughs>
1: Agreed. Again, you know, you're going to want somebody um, to work for your company who just solved one of your company's major critical needs, right? And so if they're working on those projects, I would think that they're ready and willing to begin hiring these students. And I will tell you, a lot of these students, um, you know, they're able to be hired right out of bachelor's degree programs, but they're choosing to add on this additional degree to get additional expertise, be a part of some research that, um that I think is um, really needed in the industry. It's just that additional critical piece of um, of, of training that is needed.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you guys just described one of the the major reasons why someone would want to choose to go to Virginia Tech as opposed to somewhere else. You guys make a difference in their ability to not just learn, but also to be able to apply what they've learned. And, you know, technology or any business, especially for a lot of our members, it's a relationship-based business. And if you're already out there building those relationships and Mm -hmm. understanding how this academic knowledge is applied in the real world, that just sets you apart. And you get that from Virginia Tech because you guys are creating that atmosphere for them. So, I mean, you know, I guess the next question is, let's say, you students, how do they get in touch with Virginia Tech? How do they enter their programs? And are there any, you know, scholarships, deadlines, How do we get them involved members we have associate members that are students currently probably an undergrad, and then also recent grads that are working at companies that want to further their ability to help their career in their industry how do they do sure,
1: sure philip um, you know we are excited to work with prospective students part time full time any any area of career changers career crossers whoever is interested these are professional programs so i'm going to be really clear that we do have four offerings up in northern virginia that we're really focusing on right now which are the computer science computer engineering and these are masters degrees so the masters of engineering is the more professional degree okay so this is coursework only you don't have to research or thesis, Uh, you know, that long paper at the end, these are project-based, very applicable. Um, That deadline's not till July 1st, so if you are a U.S. citizen or permanent resident, July 1st. Um, If international students have a different deadline, that it's actually March 1 if they're needing some visa you know, things done, but in general, it's July 1st. So your folks have some time if they're interested. We do have some scholarships that are available to students. Um, Again, we focus on Virginia residents for these scholarships, um, but they are available. So if people want to um, receive one of those, they just need to apply and they're considered automatically. There's no additional step to be considered for those. And so the other option is a master's of science or a PhD. If your group is more interested in the research-based degrees, these take a little bit longer um, and they take a little bit more investment in time in in connection with faculty. And so that deadline for the the next term, which would be in the spring, would be in October. And then um, it is March one for the following fall. So it's a little bit of a different, um, it's a little bit of a different trajectory, but just, Again, we're here. We're ready to answer questions. So, if your um, interested folks want to connect with us, that's what we're here to do: is to get them get get them started. And we're also very part time friendly. So, if folks want to do this again, you know, on their own timeline, we can make that happen, and they can enter in any term. Yeah, yeah well, I'll a- add though that I'll add though, Philip, that the MEng can be done in
3: as little as three semesters if you're able to go full time. Um, and it, MEng is our, our term for Masters of Engineering, um, so we we throw that term around. So apologies, uh, but the Masters of Engineering can be done in a short time. But I but I do think that what Danette's saying is that the, our faculty are super flexible and very accommodating to different schedules and people having different timelines, um, which I think is it, you know just makes it work for lots of people.
2: Yeah. And for our member companies, uh, do you partner, do you have partnerships for recruiting uh, with them or just do you, are they able to reach out to you to have you come in and maybe speak to some of their folks or people that are interested, maybe in a group, as opposed to having the, sometimes it helps when the company has you, has someone sponsor them and bring them in to get that information.
1: Yes, all of the above. We would be happy to come in and speak with them. Um, yeah, if they want to cohort a group of students together, um, you know, offer it as a benefit, I think that would be fabulous. We do have companies reaching out already to do that. And we have um, some agreements set up so that we make sure that the students are accommodated and we give them a bit of a concierge service to make sure the students don't have to jump through too many hoops. So we kind of make it easy. We registered for them, their classes for them, so they don't have to go through all of the systems and push all the right buttons. Um, So, yes, we do have that available. Please reach out to us and we'd love to make that happen.
2: We have your contact information. We'll make sure that it's put out on everything that has this episode with Northern Virginia Technology Council, especially myself over at TransWestern. And it's been great
0: talking to you.
3: Thanks so much. Thank you for hosting us. Go Hokies.
0: Go Hokies. Thanks for listening to DC Local Leaders. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on LinkedIn and YouTube by searching DC Local Leaders on Instagram at DC Local Leaders or our website, dclocalleaders.com. You can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you find great podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're a business leader and have questions on your lease and how it impacts your business's opportunities to grow or have questions about the market, you can reach Philip directly at philip.nathrum at transwestern.com. He'd love to speak with you. Until next time.